Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are reunited and mad at the Oilers. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Yes! Is that it? <laughs> so good! I was like, it sounds so short. There must be a part I'm missing. No, it's good. It's very poetic. Thank you. I did write it myself. I know. Which is why it's so funny that you can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's more like on brand. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're reunited. It's Saturday. It's great. Ah, uh, well, it's not great, Megan. <laughs> Shitty outside. The weather, yeah, the weather's... Actually, no, I shoveled the driveway before you got here, and I went outside for the first time in like two and a half weeks without wearing about four layers. I just had on a long sleeve shirt and my coat. The I wind is bad. I didn't put on a hoodie and a vest. <sighs> And my That's cold. True. It was just, I was very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And then I also took three weeks worth of recycle to the garbage hut because I haven't wanted to do that. <laughs> garbage hut is still the greatest thing you've ever said. I, I haven't wanted to do that. I've only taken the garbage because uh, I just keep, it's like in a shopping bag. And so then I just take it like in the mornings when I, when the shopping bag is full. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have not with the recycling and it was getting a little bit ridiculous. I know. So... It's hard to justify going mm-hmm. outside. Well, I know. Like, the first weekend that it was super cold, I had to take the garbage out because there was a bunch. And then I was like, I should also go to mom and dad's and drop this thing off because I'm just going to take the garbage over in the car. And I like ran some errands with it because I was like, this is ridiculous. Ugh. I just can't stand winter driving anymore. It's just, it's too, it's too much. Everyone sucks. Everyone sucks. Yep. Including me. Everyone's, everyone sucks. Yeah, everyone's bad at it. Like, pay attention. And leave some space. Please, God, leave and some space. And don't drive 70 in a 90 zone. Please. Or slower. But you know what? I was driving up from Red Deer today, and I realized there's so many trees here. Yeah. Oh, I miss the trees. Yeah. It's so green, and it's so lush. Calgary's just so grassy and fucking prairies and Saskatchewan like. Which is fine. It's just. But Edmonton's. It's not for me. Edmonton's pretty. It's very pretty. It's a beautiful city. I miss it. So, to those of you who I know listen to this and also call Edmonton Dirt City, fuck you. Dirt City? Mm hmm. Why would it be called Dirt City? Because they're from Calgary and they don't like Edmonton. Oh, Calgary's fucking sandy and dry. Give me a break. And I goddamn live there. Mm-hmm. Stupid. And it's not like you're from here either. So it's not no. like you're. Yeah. I should be the least biased person. I've lived in everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, and you justifiably hate Esteban. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That, that would be a. I, yeah. I like it down there, but I don't know if I could live there. In Esteban? Yeah. Well, Megan, this relationship would be over. <laughs> it's fine for a visit, but I don't think I could live there. You can hang with my sis. And my auntie. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it's Saturday morning. We are watching the flames and the penguins, <laughs> so we might get a little distracted. Because uh, Phil Kessel's out there on the ice sometimes. And just before the game, he looked like uh, like a beer league hockey player who got to sit on the bench <laughs> for the warm-up. Like, there's... He he looks like a pervert. I'm sorry. <laughs> Phil like if you if you he looks like a pervert truck driver. If you line Phil Kessel up with a bunch of other athletes and be like, Can you guess what sport these guys play? Phil would be either like a darts player or a baseball player. Or golf. He could be a baseball player. Because like if you look you know, there's pitchers, you know, or yeah, whatever. Sure. 
or a golfer. But it's a you bit would, rotund. You would never, ever pick... One of the best hockey players <laughs> And it's just so funny. And it's so funny because his sister is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, like, her body fat percentage is, like, zero. <laughs> yes. And Phil's is, like, one zero zero. It's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Phil. Oh, Phil. And then, like, and also when you line him up with, like, his teammates, he's a potato. <laughs> Well, but not in the same kind of way. There are some potatoes on that team. Oh, there are some potatoes. There's some on Russian that team. potatoes on that team. But then there's also like Chris Letang. Oh boy. Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Right. It's just the Phil Kessel is just he's just like an anomaly in so many ways. But there's just something about hockey as a sport because you've got like you've got like big farm boys. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> it was literally the opposite. <laughs> Of a big farm boy in Who every way. Who would be, like, a cobbler in another life. <laughs> no, he would have been, like, no, like, during the industrial... chimney sweep? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was say, like, during the industrial revolution, he'd be, like, the kid he's cleaning out <laughs> in between, like, in between the machines on the factory floor because oh, he's so small. He'd lose so many fingers. So many. He'd be oh, so bad at Johnny. hockey. Poor Johnny. Um, you do need fingers for hockey. All right, so uh, <laughs> this is where we're going to go now. I'm just... <laughs> Imagine someone playing with like little club hands. <laughs> oh, just like duct tape the stick to his his what? knob wrists. He can play. <laughs> oh. Okay, so on this train of thought now, because I feel like we should just uh, this is so much better than on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So on this train of thought now, um. Let's think about hockey players for a second and what they would do during the Industrial Revolution. Like, during, in that, okay, in that time period, this, who would they this, be? Love this, love this, love this. So, um, um, actually, we're going to hit pause real quick, so if the sound changes, that's why, and we're going to make a list real quick. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we're back. We just made a list and looked up some jobs and stuff. Uh, so, we're not just going to do hockey players, because there's a couple executives we think would be um, sort of fun to, to give jobs to. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got well to refresh. We've got Johnny Goodrow as a either a chimney sweep or like a factory floor boy. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, you're a factory boy. That's your title. <laughs> factory boy. Yeah, dead within six months. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Okay, Brian Burke. What do you think? Uh, Brian Burke would be. Like a steel tycoon whose business was failing. See, I was gonna say textile uh, factory owner whose business <laughs> his is business failing. is failing because he he there's because he, he wants to do things the old way. Yes, and doesn't understand the value of doing things the new way, mm-hmm. and, and can't see the efficiencies of it. See, this isn't funny anymore. It's just true. <laughs> yeah, well, also fuck Brian Burke forever, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Okay, Gary Bettman. Oh, Gary Bettman. <laughs> Is the mayor of New York City. Okay, <laughs> continue. <laughs> but, like, I'm thinking, like, but I'm, I'm thinking, like, in, in, like, Gangs of New York. Like the Tammany Hall era? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Gary <laughs> Bettman. Because, uh, you know, because he's so, just all bluster and bravado. So corrupt mayor of New York City. Absolutely, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thinks that he's Bill the Butcher, but isn't. Okay. Yeah. He wouldn't get his hands dirty. No, He'd that's what Bill Daly would do. <laughs> Phil Kessel. Oh, Phil Kessel. 
Phil Kessel would be... He's super rich somehow, and nobody knows how. He's, like, mysteriously rich. Mm. And, like, opened an orphanage. And it's just, like... What? Yes. Cause what? I just, I just, I just have this, like, idea. Like, I feel like someone could... Does this relate to my pervert truck driver? No, not at all. No, no, no. No, I feel like, I feel like he would, like, open, like, an orphanage or whatever. Or, like, be a person who just, like, or, like, a, you know, like, a soup kitchen. Like, that kind of thing. And that would be, like, his... But he's, like, mysteriously wealthy and no one understands how or why. Because he doesn't look like a person who would have any kind of money whatsoever. See, I was gonna say lazy son of a shipbuilder. <laughs> <laughs> that could also work, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've got Zidane Chara. Um, oh, well, you put him on the list, so I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah. I feel like he's someone who would be working in some place comically misfit to how big he is. So, like, either in a mine or in, like, the bowels of a steamship. 100%. He's shoveling coal in a steamship. Yeah, that is what he's doing. And he comes out looking like the hunchback because (laughs) he can't stand up straight for 12 hours a day. Like, if he wants to straighten up his spine, he literally needs to lie down. (laughs) Oh, Steve Nash. Same thing. Uh, Okay, Sydney. Oh, well, Sydney Crosby would have never moved to the city because no. it's far too dirty. He's just oh living that pastoral farm boy life. Oh yeah, I can see it. And my thought is that his farm doesn't need a horse to like do the plowing. They just use Sydney. <laughs> he pulls it and they strap it to him. <laughs> you know the one? You know the one that's like a V and it turns uh-huh. up the soil? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs machines? I wouldn't you when have. When you've got Sydney Crosby. Yeah. I, I guess it's a generational booty for all generations. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly correct. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Connor McDavid. Um, well, you know, whatever he'd do, he'd probably work really hard and be the best at it. And then get blamed when everyone else around him fucked up. Oof, okay. But so, I don't know what it would be. Hmm. Like, he'd have to be, like, he would be, like, he'd, like, be, he'd be, like, the foreman in a mine or something like that. And then if there was, like, a collapse, he'd have to be the one who'd, like... Pulls them all out. But also, like, he'd have to come out and talk about it. You know, and be hmm. like, it wasn't really my fault. I was just sort of put in this terrible situation and, like, you know, but without actually saying that. Yeah. You, you know, things, all the dead bodies. Yeah, he just to say, like, you know, things just happen sometimes and you just can't predict how, how it's going to go and, you know, like all those dumb cliches. So he's not, I don't know, it just happened in my note, but he's not the canary in the coal mine. He is not the canary in the coal mine, no, no. That would be Zach Cassian. <laughs> Adding him to the list. <laughs> um, okay. Brian Boyle. Oh, Brian Boyle. Is 100% the, like, he works at the circus. Oh, I was gonna say he's a preacher. Oh, no, he could do that, too. But I was just thinking, like, he's, like, he is the showman, right? He's that, like, can't you just see him in, like, a top hat and tails? Like, he's the P.T. Barnum? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I like the idea of a preacher, though. 
Thank you. Although, when I'm thinking of him doing that, I think back to that, like, uh, 24-7 when he was still with the Rangers, and they had their their Christmas party. I don't remember that. He was dressed as Buddy the Elf, and whenever when Santa showed up at the Christmas party, he's like, Santa, I know him! <laughs> so I can't, I don't know about the preacher part. Can't shake that? No, but it would, he, yeah, he would be. He would, like, he'd be a good one. Uh, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. He'd be a pickpocket. He'd be a little street boy. Yeah. Street boy. Apparently. He'd be he'd be he'd be a pickpocket and he's a lot tougher than he looks. Fuck, this is good. Last but not least, the big boy himself, Joe Thornton. Well, depending on like what year this is, but if it's in between 1860 and 1865, he's 100% fighting in the Civil War. <laughs> With that beard, like there's no possible way he's doing anything but. Okay. See, I was thinking like a poultry farmer. <laughs> but and I was also thinking he would be a train conductor if he wasn't fighting in the war. It's something to do with trains. Yeah. Even if not conducting them, building them. Yeah. Yeah. Trains boy. <laughs> it's so funny that you think of the Industrial Revolution in American terms. Yeah. Because I think of it in like British terms. I do well I do too, but I was just thinking like if we're gonna, you know, talk about these like Gary Batman isn't gonna be like the mayor of London. Fuck no. It's New York City or nothing, right? I was thinking about Brian Burke actually. And it my thought about Brian Burke, because last weekend I saw finally saw into the Spider Verse. Yes. And Brian Burke could be Kingpin? But in not but in, in some ways reminds me of Kingpin. Like this idea that he's going to control everything but like can't and is defeated by like a small child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well what let's put ourselves in here. What would you be? Assuming like gender conventions are not a barrier. Oh. I don't know. I'd be a writer, probably, but I'd be writing under a a pseudonym. Writers, like, in terms of, like, journalism? Like, newspaper No, writer? like, novelists. Novelists. But, like, I'd be writing under a pseudonym. Like, be- Kerbel. Yes. Because I would be writing things that no one would believe a woman would ever write. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they'd be good and stuff. Because <laughs> they'd be good and stuff. Oh, look at that writer brain go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sleek, I'm all up. Uh, I don't know what I would be. Well, pfft, let's be dead. I'd be dead. Let's be dead. Let's be real. I'd be dead. Oh, probably. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so to refresh, uh, Johnny Gaudreau is a factory boy. Brian Burke is a steel guy tycoon whose business is failing. Gary Bettman is the corrupt mayor of New York City. Phil Gessel is an orf- orphanage owner and or lazy son of a shipbuilder. Zidane Charo is shoveling coal in a steamship. Sidney Crosby is a farmer boy that pulls the equipment himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Connor McDavid is a mine foreman who pulls out all the dead bodies. And Zach Cassian is the canary in the coal mine. (laughs) Brian Boyle is a preacher slash showman, a.k.a. P.T. Barnum. Mitch Marner is a pickpocket, tough street boy. Joe Thornton is fighting the Civil War (laughs) while simultaneously building trains. (laughs) Megan is a novelist and I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. That took us not very long to devolve into just <laughs> nonsense. No. Uh, I love it. Thank God I've got this list. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, it's real good. So yeah, so I entered the Spider-Verse last week. And I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not the best Spider-Man movie. I don't think. I still think the first Tobey Maguire one is like... Really good. A+. plus. I think the second Tobey Maguire one's pretty good too. The third one was hot garbage. <laughs> is the second one with... Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah, that's you. good. I like I'm glad you knew my yeah, pinchy. I'm hands. glad we were doing this in person because <laughs> it would have just been a lot of awkward silence. But like, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. I can't see you in your pinchy hands. <laughs> um, I I super enjoyed it though. Like, it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cage was just like so good, so funny. But Jack Johnson. Oh, or Jake Johnson. J- he sorry. was. It was. That's everything that I think. Like, a Spider-Man written by Nick Miller would be. Would be, yeah. And it was just sure. so good. And Chris Pine! You know what? Original I've, Spider-Man! I forgot that he had he had voiced it, and then, because Riva and I had gone, and then we waited to see the credits, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, I did know that when I saw his name. Because, like, I couldn't, I could not place his voice. Oh, I knew right away. But then, it was funny, because then at the end, of course, when he's singing the song, oh man, like, just so good. Like, just unreal. It's a great movie. It is. It's very entertaining. I would like to see more of the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun. I love John Mulaney as Spider-Pig oh, or whatever. Spider-Ham? Oh, man. Because <laughs> as soon as he opened his voice, I was like, yeah, that's Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no, there, there was no, like, no obfuscating question. anything no. whatsoever. No. But it was good because, you know, like, that was the, a great persona mm-hmm. for the pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was wonderful. No, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was lots of fun. I thought the music was really great. Yeah, I laughed a lot. Me too. And it was funny too. Like the reveal, the thing with his uncle. Uh-huh. I didn't hadn't quite clued in uh-huh. because it was very well done. I think if I went back and watched it now, I'd be like, oh yeah, here's like, there's the thread of that. But it was good. Like that was quite a surprise. I, I like, assumed oh, that right. his uncle at the start because his him and his dad didn't get along. Mm-hmm. I assumed he was just like a deadbeat. A deadbeat. Yeah, that was or, my thought too. Or just like you know a a petty criminal or mm-hmm. you know doing running small cons or like a yeah. tough, but not that he's like a hound for mm-hmm. a supervillain essentially. Mm-hmm. No, it was really good. I would like to talk about Kingpin for a second. <laughs> sure. How Body does, goals, summer twenty nineteen. <laughs> uh, how does he walk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does he have a neck or does his head just come out of his chest? Oof, that's a good question. Let's take turns drawing his skeleton. Because, <laughs> like, I don't even know I don't how. Like, it's, I don't know how he ambulates from no, one area to no. Because it's very, like, yeah, at least very sure. movement in the shoulders, but yes. also not. But it's also kind of a bit of a weird bouncy walk. Yeah. For some, like, it's he's, upright. He's, like, too light on his feet for someone with that, like, body shape. It doesn't make any sense. And, it like, I don't understand sense. where his center of gravity is. Oh, good point. Because his, his legs are, like, <laughs> four inches long in comparison to the rest of his body. Like, it just makes no... And I guess I understand it's a cartoon, but, like, so much else in this is, like, done proportionally. And then, and then you know automatically, oh, he's a bad guy because he looks like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like, what are those, like an interrobang or whatever? Isn't that the super bold exclamation mark? Is oh no, that's the... The interrobang is the... 
That's the question mark with the explanation mark. Yeah. Which is my favorite punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is 100%. That's the sound it makes. That is the sound that an entire bag would make, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I really liked the movie. I thought it was really well done. It was it was fun. Because Rue was like, let's go see a movie. So we decided we are going to go. And then she's like, Mary Poppins or Into the Spider-Verse. And I was like, not Mary Poppins. <laughs> not my jam. I've seen the first one all of one time. Did not love it, so. Yeah. Oh, I cried. I cried so many times. But it's just like, Mary Poppins is, it's like it's written for the things that upset me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So it was just like, okay, yeah, box checked. So it was just box like all checked. of these things that box you know. checked. Stab me right in the heart. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That was me. But I'm glad you liked it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it was good. And it's funny, though, because I read from lots of people saying, like, oh, it's the best Spider-Man. I'm like, it's really not. It was good. But, like, I loved it. there was lots of, there was parts about it, I think, that I would, I would sort of, um, suggest that it took a lot of time to get to the Spider-Verse. Like, do you know what I mean? More maybe than it needed. I, I felt like there were parts of it before he realized there were other mm-hmm. that could have been trimmed. It could have been trimmed a bit. Yeah, that I felt it's like it's a that long was lead long. up to that. Yeah, and then there's not really an understanding of what each of the spider verses are about. Like why? Yeah, I understand what you mean. And the, he doesn't really go into the spider verse. The spider verse comes to him. So that even the title itself was a misnomer. Yeah. But it was good. Like, it was enjoyable, and I would definitely watch more of it. Like, for sure, for sure. I hope they make more. It oh, was absolutely. so fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was I love fun. Miles as a character. I like how he's just so anxious and <laughs> afraid of everything. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. And, like, the people in the theater laughed at it. Like, it, they mm-hmm. enjoyed it, too, so it wasn't... Yeah. It was well done. I think it's a movie that is heightened by seeing it in the theater. I think so too. I think I think it deserves like the big screen treatments mm-hmm. and the big sound too. Yeah, and you need the people around you for the experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of big sound, did you hear that the Oscars like reversed their decision to like give out those awards and commercials? Yeah. So I was talking with a friend who's a bit of a film buff, and his sort of his criticism of that original decision because it was going to be what editing cinematography. Uh, sound design? Sound design, maybe? And, like, the short. Yes. Live action shorts or whatever. Um, And they were going to award those during commercial breaks in the production. So, Mm -hmm. first of all, they don't have a host because they asked Kevin Hart, and then that all went to hell. And then we're like, well, I guess we don't need a host. It was ridiculous, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they decided they're going to give these awards out um, in commercial breaks. And I was like, I don't really think that's a good decision because I don't particularly care like, if I'm going to watch the Oscars, and I will watch them, um, I don't actually care what the best picture is, mm-hmm. because I, I never agree. Like, I kind of stopped caring when Crash won. Yeah, I was going to say, we've talked about Crash But no, before. but like, I kind of, but that was like, and then, and then there's been a couple other points where I'm like, there's no possible way that that was a better film. Like, there's no, like, even, not just subjectively, but objectively speaking, like, mm-hmm. there's no way, how is that the best picture? And it turns into, I think, a film that you know, it turns into a popularity contest for film rather than looking at, like, achievement in film. Achievement in, yeah. Which is what it is, right? And so, but I like cinematography. 
I love cinematography. I think, and I, so I was like, man, I can't give that away. So it was cinematography, film editing, live action short, and makeup and hairstyling. Okay. And, like, the makeup and hairstyling ones are always super cool. They are. Because there's some really, and and that's, uh, some of those technical awards are where you get your, like, you know, like, your superhero movies and some of your other, like, big budget blockbusters in. That that otherwise you're not going to see. Get recognition. Because there's some stuff, like, for, like, makeup and hairstyling. Some movies that, like would never be, like, Oscar films, Mm -hmm. but you can tell that, like, the costume design or that kind of stuff is, like, just off the charts. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, it just felt like it was a really odd choice to decide, like, hey, here's the thing we're not going to show to these audience, this this television audience. Well, I think what they are trying to do is, it's, it's strange because I'm assuming what would happen with that time is they would insert Best Original Song performances Mm -hmm. or what they're trying to do is just shorten the show but that also doesn't make sense because where they make the money is from the advertising breaks Mm -hmm. so even from the start i was like well what what is Mm -hmm. the point of even Mm -hmm. doing this or maybe just like change the format also it could be a fucking press release like it was in the goddamn 20s it, or it could be, like, a two-hour thing instead of a four-hour thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, worries about it running long or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be this giant spectacle with... Because, honestly, no one cares. Like, mm-hmm. the original songs, not gonna lie to you, I don't care. I don't need to hear them performed or no. see them performed. Just tell me what... The, and, and the one that wins, have, like, a recording of it. Mm-hmm. And play that for the people there. Like, who, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found, like, a really odd... Because I've been sort of paying attention after, like, the Kevin Hart thing, like, what they're going to do and all this. Then they're going to have all these people sort of, like, co-host it, I guess, without a real host, which is fine. It's just, like, presenters. Yeah, like, and the Globes fine. used to be. But then, like, then they decided this, and I was like, what are you, like, are you trying to make it unwatchable for people? Well, I think it's already pretty unwatchable. It is, but I also think that, like, because I know for myself sometimes when I watch stuff like that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like that's a movie I've never heard of. Yeah. I should check that out. Mm -hmm. But, and oftentimes it's in those, like, technical awards. They're the ones that I'm interested in checking out. Yeah. And then you cut that, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway. No, I I agree. I agree. I don't know anything about what's going to win or not going to win. I, like, I don't know anything. I haven't seen much. I was really upset because I wanted to watch The Favorite this week because it came out on digital. But you can't rent it till March. Oh. You can buy it on iTunes right uh, now. I just can't rent it. can't fucking rent it. I was like, oh. It's a smart play. But I watched Venom. Have you seen Venom? I have. I really liked it. I loved it. Everyone was talking about how Venom is like super horny. I didn't think it was that horny. I think there was, like, a little bit of subtext, but, like, not really. But it's more like, it was like that's your lady. We should make sure you get back yeah. to her. But it was also, like, bloodlust. <laughs> it was sort of like, feed me. <laughs> or I will die. <laughs> I love that when he was just like, <laughs> what did he say? He wouldn't say, like, hungry, would he? He would, like, shout mm-hmm. in Tom Hardy's head. He would just be like, ah! <laughs> I loved how they did that. But I found it so funny because right from the start, I was like, if Riz Ahmed doesn't become a Venom, I'm going to be so pissed. And then he does. And I was just like, yes, give the little guy a big body. (laughs) And he becomes like the biggest Mm -hmm. one. Oh, that was so good. 
Yeah, I really I, I thought Tom Hardy was great in it. He's great in everything. I think he's pretty underrated, to be perfectly honest. Like I think the, I think that he does certain roles that people like sort of typecast him in, and that he like fits what? just because of his like of his of his physicality. And then I he's think, a brawler. Yeah, but then when yeah. you see him in other stuff, like when he was like in in The Revenant, like he was incredible in that. Yeah. And it, I forgot that it was him for a while. It's like, wait, that is Tom Hardy. Um, but I just in this in Venom, he was so good. He was so funny. He's so funny. I loved how, um, what's her name got to be Venom too. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Yeah. It was just it was good. I yeah. wish we would have seen what would have happened to. Um, you know, what's her nuts, Boston? Oh, what's her nuts? From, she was on SNL, and then she wasn't. She's got that, like, measly high-pitched oh, voice like that. yeah. Her. Yeah. I would have liked to see what had happened to her a little bit more. Or yeah. have her in the movie more, because I thought more, she yeah. was good. It's driving me crazy. What's her name? Oh, Are you Googling? I'm looking at Please. it for you right now, because it's going to bother you. Didn't she it? date... Evans? Uh, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked her. I thought the cast was great. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was fun. Like, it was it was super fun. Um, yeah, I'd watch it again. At times you could see, like, oh, this was low budge. <laughs> like, this CGI is low budge. But I laughed out loud the first time. <laughs> Venom's head came out of his shoulder and lifted it. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But I love it. Well, and I think what, like, what I liked about it is that like, I feel like that was very intentional mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because it looked like a lot of the time when you saw Venom, like, for, like, it looked like a sketch. Yeah. You know, instead of, like, a fully flesh. Because I'm just looking here. The budget was anywhere, was somewhere between 100 and $116 million. No way. That's... I was gonna say 50 max. No, that's, but it made $855 million. So, like, that's a great return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it's... For China. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was, like, Chinese money that got it made. Oh, probably. But still. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it was only... It was 100 to 116 mil. I can't believe it made 800. I feel like it, it was such a quiet... It was. Quiet film. It was. Because, like, what's it... What's the shit? Not Underwater Man. Oh my god. Aquaman? <laughs> Didn't it make about that much too? Uh, something like that. And like so, everybody was like, oh, it's a it's a worldwide hit. And I feel like there was never yeah, there that, was not that celebration Venom. for Venom. They are making a sequel. It's oh, in, or it's in development anyway. Um, in January they started. Pre-production? Uh, yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah. Anyway, it says here that the the film it was it generally received generally negative reviews from critics for its script and inconsistent tone. Fair. However, some praised Hardy's performance and the chemistry between Brock and Venom, which is very it's very good. The film went on to be an unexpected box office success, becoming the sixth highest grossing film of twenty eighteen. Didn't know that. Oh, bad hair, bad hair on both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so in terms of top grossing films of 2016. 16? 18. 2018, whatever fucking year it was last year. Black Panther. Infinity War. The top is Infinity War, and then Black Panther, then? Want to take a guess? Fuck, I gotta think. Aquaman? No, that's number five. Trying to think of movies that came out this year. (laughs) Mamma Mia. 
Go no. ahead. Uh, Jurassic World. Okay. And then Incredibles 2, mm-hmm. which I finally watched like half of at school the other day on Netflix. Oh. I've never done it. I don't care. Uh, and then Aquaman is 5, Venom 6, number 7 is Bohemian Rhapsody, number 8 is Mission Impossible, number 9 was Deadpool 2, which I still haven't seen, and number 10 was Fantastic Beasts. Hmm. Okay. There you go. All like 100 mil plus budget movies. Big budget, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, not so many indies breaking through, making no. a lot of cash. Yeah, but like, okay, but in terms of worldwide gross, um, the bottom on this list, the, the 10th movie made 652 million dollars. <laughs> Which is... Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beast, yeah. uh, Avengers Infinity War made over 2 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It is. It's absolutely insane. Does that count? I wonder what they spent on marketing, though. That is part of the budget, is marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Avengers' budget was $400 million. I bet at least $100 million was. Yeah, it says here 316 to $400 million, so I would say, like, the 85 mil is probably marketing. Yeah. Can you Which imagine? Which is ridiculous. You do not need to market this movie. No, you'd be like... Do one fucking commercial and a poster. You could have a 15-second film trailer. Yeah. And that has, like, all of your... Like, just, like, flashes of all of your people... And, and then a it. title and a date, done. Yeah, you do not need anything no. more than that. No. Like, they could have not made a trailer for Endgame. Yeah. At I all. actually, I haven't watched, like, there was another one at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Captain Marvel one. I'm trying to be, like, so fresh. Yeah. And just, like, go in and experience it. Because that's what I did with Wonder Woman, too. And it was just, like, the fucking best. Uh, that's what I did with The Dark Knight Rises. That's seven and a half months not watching like commercials or movie trailers. Yikes. It was a lot. I remember going to see Avengers in like the spring of twenty twelve. Yeah. And there was a trailer for Dark Knight. And you were like, ah And I was with a friend of mine who like would not shut up. He's like, Oh, and this is happening and I was just like, Shut the fuck up. Like I was trying <laughs> so hard not to pay attention. And then when we went to see Batman the night that it opened like, we went to the midnight show, um, I remember like getting ready to like you know, cover my ears and close my eyes. I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to. It's this movie. <laughs> I was so excited. Because <laughs> I went to a lot of movies that year, and I watched, like, no trailers. Because I, like, I didn't want to know anything. Yeah. And I accidentally saw about 20 seconds of one in, like, February, and I was so mad at myself. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was one of Jess's questions, was will she be able to go till May without being spoiled? Oh, for sure. You can. For it's sure. harder now. Because you've got, like... The ads on your phone. On your phone and stuff. Like, on Twitter or whatever. I just, like, fucking scroll and scroll and scroll, and I try not to. But although, I must say I was hooked from the first Captain Marvel trailer that showed her punching an old woman in the fucking face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, go to this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need any more than that. No, I don't need any more. It's kind of great. (laughs) Brie Larson's the fucking best. Yeah, I saw a training video of her where she was, like, pushing a Jeep. (laughs) Oh, she is so ripped. And I was like... Cool, I'm in. Oh, yeah, man. That's good. She's awesome. Can't wait. So, Jess, in answer to your question, yes, you can go until May, beginning of May. From oh, now sure. until the beginning of May, no problem. For sure. And Captain Marvel's March, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, coming quick. Coming yeah, quick. it's like less than a month. I was going to go on, like, the Thursday night, but that's our open house night, so I can't. Uh, huh, huh. I know. Huh, huh. It's a bad look. <laughs> can't do it. Probably I'm like, continuous. What do you care? I, I know, but I probably got like <laughs> things to do. That's true. For like 
You love talking to people. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's my dream. Talking to people I don't know and I'm never going to see again. Yeah, it's English. Like, you have to take it. I don't care what your questions are. Like, you take English or you don't and then you don't graduate. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Dash one is like this. Dash two is like this. this. They're pretty much the same. Yeah, and you need to take it all the way to grade 12 because the government said so. Yeah. Write your MLA if you don't like it. Like, bye. (laughs) Yeah, like, I hate it so much. Especially when they're like, oh, what do you, what books do you think you're going to read? And it's like, well, we do one book, mm-hmm. and we do one play, mm-hmm. and we do... Like three short stories. Three to five four. short stories, and then we Some do Some poems in a movie? Yeah. That's it. And you're do like, I know oh, what those are going to be? one book? And you're like, yeah, one Yeah, because the government makes us do all these other things. If you don't like it, write your MLA. <laughs> <laughs> like... Ah, yeah, yeah, open house is my least, oh, I hate it so much. It's so useless. It really is. Especially, like, in high school, because, like, here in Edmonton, anyway, all the schools are full. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, that's not true. There's a few that are under capacity, but, like, my school's full. All the big schools are full. Mm-hmm. Like, over capacity. And so, like, I don't know what the point is. I don't know why we have to have an open house to tell people, here, come to the school you were probably going to come to already. Because you live in the general area. Because you live five minutes away. Yeah. Why would you take a bus further away when you don't have to? I know. I had kids who a bus from the north side. Oh, I'm well aware. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well aware. That is a, a practice that is uh, frowned upon in my book. Yeah. Because it was a sports recruitment practice on the most on on the For the most part, your school and another school that I taught at, that's what they do. Is yeah. They poach kids to come play on their teams because there are kids who played football at a south side school this year who live like mm, 10 minutes away from my school we sure could have used them on our football team yeah let me tell you because you know what high school is about it's about the sports that you play while you're in high school it's not about the grades or the learning i mean let's be honest here it actually isn't no it's not <laughs> it's all bullshit that's why i quit 100 <laughs> percent is bullshit so like I was walking to find somebody yesterday, um, and I walked past this math classroom, and she's like, don't you ever teach? And I was like, not really, no. Um, <laughs> which is not true, but you know. And she's got this math 30-1 class in there, and and she's like, come on. He's like, well, so she's like, since you're not teaching right now, like, your class, why don't you come teach mine? And I was like, there's no possible way I could teach math 30-1, which isn't true. I could learn it and then do it. It would just be a lot of work. Um, but I said to the kids, I was like, guys, I'm going to tell you a secret. She's not going to like this very much. You're never going to use this. Yeah, I was like, the last time I took a math class was first semester of grade 12. And the last time I, like, used something from that class was to write my diploma. Other than that, no. I was like, I know how to do compound interest. I know how to, like, measure area for, like, painting a wall. Yeah. I know how to do those things. Um, That's all I really need. Sorry. You're never, ever going to use any of that math. No, never. Ever. Never. It's... It's Absurd. Yeah. It's so hard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate school. And then she just looked at me. She's like, yeah, well, I said, yeah, but see, at least with the stuff that I teach, like, they might never have to analyze, like, a piece of literature again. But you have to know how to communicate mm-hmm. effectively. Whether it's And in to speech. pick up on communication. Yeah, and, and read the room sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, read the room. Um, yeah, it was funny. She was not happy with me. <sighs> School's dumb. It is. It's really dumb. And I tell my kids that all the time. I was like, guys, it's like one test. It's one thing. This is not a reflection of who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. I was like, or maybe it is. I don't know. I was like, but I'm assuming it's not. So, like, if you do poorly on this one thing, that doesn't mean that you're bad at everything. 
just means that on that particular day, in that particular moment, you sucked. Yeah. And that might be because... Maybe you were tired. You were tired, or you did absolutely nothing to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. Or you're sick, or there's shit going on at home. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many... Yeah. I hate assessment. Yeah, it sucks. Assessment's stupid. Yeah, I hate it. It's so great. I love it so much. Love my job. No, I do love my job. I shouldn't like it's been great, but it's just yeah, some of those things. Um, but it's funny too at school. Like the kids will be like freaking out about something. I'm like, yeah, it's just English. Like, what do I care? <laughs> like, but you're our English teacher. I'm like, yeah, and <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, do it. Don't do it. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, everybody makes choices. Yeah. If you want to choose to do chemistry homework in my class, I'm going to choose to call your parents and tell them about it. So, <laughs> you decide. <laughs> oh, you're so much better at it than I was. Speaking of, I don't think I told you. Did I tell you about the students of mine who got caught doing things they shouldn't have been doing at school the other day? No! Um, so, Fill the tea! So, we have these, like, gender-neutral washrooms. Um, yeah. That they've taken the doors off, like, from the hallway. And so, the stall doors are, like, floor to, like you know, from the ceiling up to the top of the frame. Um, and then there's like that top wall, which is fine. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, one of my girls in my period four class asked if she could go to the washroom or go to the office to get a tampon. I was like, yeah, absolutely go. I don't have my hall pass. Somebody stole it. I'm real pissed off about it, but whatever. Um, so she just went and it was about three fifteen, and I was like, yeah, go. It's fine. School ends at three thirty, but like, I'm never going to say no in that situation mm -hmm. get a call at uh 3 30 from her administrator who asks if i could please bring her stuff down to the office because she was caught in the gender neutral washroom with a male student <gasps> in one of the stalls uh, and i was like oh well she told me she was going to get a tampon and the administrator was like well she was getting something all right <laughs> <laughs> and i was like cool Cool, cool, cool. So I took her stuff down, and I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, if you ever lie to me again, I will end you. <laughs> um, and then the, the kid who I taught last semester, the, the boy who was in the cell with her, I saw him sitting in the office, and he was, and I just looked at him, and I was like, make better choices, you idiot. You couldn't have waited 15 minutes. I know. That's what I was going to say. 15 minutes. Like, 10 o'clock in the morning, fine, whatever. But it's like 3, it's like 3, 15. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 3, 15. 15. Oh, anyway, they just make such dumb choices sometimes. So funny. And then apparently there was actually like another pair, like right around the same time, caught doing the same thing. I know. Oh, kids are so horny. Well, and they're so stupid too, because there's an Instagram account. It's like a confess. You know, there's like the U of A yeah. confession. Yeah, there's one for our school. And so one of the girls in the office, she, they don't know her Instagram because mm -hmm. they've like gone they've blocked all of like the admin and whatever from being able to see it um, but they don't know hers and so she's like the spy and so she'll screenshot stuff and send it to me sometimes it is so funny oh really oh it's absolutely hilarious I remember there was a really funny one that some Skona kids made and it was <laughs> Skona memes and the caption on it was Skona memes for rich white teens ah! <laughs> like, at least you're self-aware yeah. well yeah like they don't know they don't know my instagram either so i can always see this stuff um which is great oh yeah oh, calendar scored again yeah 
Do they post um, things about teachers? Um, they have, and that's when they get shut down. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's some right now that, because the Scona memes for rich white teens got taken down and it's been replaced by, like, two other versions. There's, like, Scona memes V5 on there right now or something like that. Okay. But it's way, way too personal, and it's, like, just about teachers. Mm. And it's, like, it's pretty gross. I think it's, it goes too far. Whereas before, it was just like, don't step on the crest on the floor or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm not, uh... Yeah, this one's not funny. Like, I wish that they were more clever. But they're not. They're just not funny. I don't know. Which is disappointing. It is. Like, be a little bit... Be a little bit clever, your children. Or don't. Oh, there's oh, there's another one. Oh, this one's private. New owner. Gotcha. Do you have kids who um, will, like, be narcs for you and just be like, hey, what's the meme account? Uh, there's some, there's probably kids who would if I were to ask them. <laughs> I bet you they would be like, I'd be like, hey, can you, can you tell me? What I need to know, and they'd be like, "You can't say it was me." Okay, it's all good, Tony. It's fine. Um. Yeah, no, it's yeah. They're not very. They're not very smart. These children either. Like that's the funny thing. Yeah. It's like they're not. They're not. They're smart. not clever. No, they really aren't. And that's really unfortunate. Like, be more clever and be a little bit more like. You know. I know. Yeah, the meme the memes one got like taken down. Um, That's sad. It is. Uh, but the memes one there were they got like a little bit more um, targeted. A little bit more targeted. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Well, and it's funny, like not funny. I don't mean it funny, like laughing. But it's always interesting to see like who, what kids think. Uh huh. And like sometimes what they think is exactly what you think. Yeah. Like, they're not unobservant. No. But, you know, there's a time and a place, guys. Mm-hmm. And that was not the time or the place. And, like, be generic about it. Put, like, bio teachers and not, like, first name, last name of the teacher that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, I really hate going into Mr. I was going to say a name, like, a very common name. But I was like, no, we have one with one of those. <laughs> Um, Mr. Jones's class because, like, yeah. okay, I hate my bio teacher. That's much different and a little bit less mm-hmm. savage, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. No, it's, it approves. It is. It approves. Yeah. What are we talking about? How Hamilton. 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 I want to hear about Hamilton. Oh my God, Megan. Oh. I wish I had taken a picture of your face just then so we could have used that as our picture for today. <laughs> just like hands under I the glasses. I think we have one like that. We don't do. We? Yeah. Oh. Um, but you were like a hot mess that day. <laughs> you're much. I was. You're much more put together today. I, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I. If you are listening to my voice at this moment, and you have not listened to the Hamilton soundtrack, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Do it immediately it's true it's very good you're gonna pause the podcast you're gonna download the album Mm -hmm. i'll see you in three hours Mm -hmm. okay welcome back (laughs) 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 
what I found so fantastic about so fantastic about it was the on the soundtrack the songs are cut together mm-hmm. so one starts in like the intro for the second one is already beginning while the first one ends which is what the play is like there's not a lot of actual pauses but I found that that made the pace just absolutely fly by mm-hmm like you just I was just like in a whirlwind the whole time it was such a a spectacle it was like hard to keep up but at the same time I was like breathless because each number was fucking perfect like Mm -hmm. oh my god it was amazing do you remember who you had for Burr we had the understudies he oh what's his name he was a Latino guy. Oh, okay. Because we had... He I was, think, he was guy. so good. Was he... Our guy was like... He had this smarmy edge to Burr, which Leslie Odom Jr. like did not do. Like yeah. he played it very straight and like... Hamilton's angsty. Burr isn't angsty, but I'm trying to figure out the right adjective for Burr's... Or Leslie Odom Jr.'s Burr. Mm-hmm. Um... What would you call it? I guess he's more resentful. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because our guy, uh, yeah, the the one that we had, he was very, like, I don't know if he was smarmy, if that was the word I would use, but he was definitely, like, there was that edge to him, more so. And Arbor, like, played it for comedy. Okay. Which was so interesting. Interesting, yeah. And made it that it was such an interesting choice because in the play or in the soundtrack with um Lynn and Leslie Burr's like the straight man almost and Hamilton mm-hmm. is the the high energy the the contrast to the straight man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but with this smarmy comedic edge to Burr that was flipped so it made Hamilton almost be like the straight man which he absolutely is not right 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 so it was such an interesting dynamic for the play and something that i didn't anticipate that just changing the tone of some words okay could totally change yeah almost like the character's journey a little bit but i also think that the play is absolutely burr's play it's really not about Hamilton. No, it's about Burr. That well, that's why, that's why when you when it, the opening number yeah. is Burr telling the story, mm-hmm. right? But but hearing it and seeing it are two very different. Oh, absolutely. Experiences. And I didn't think that it would be so different. Yeah. Like for me, I don't know about you. For me, it's the first time I ever went to see a musical that I where I was already like very familiar with mm-hmm. the music because usually like. You know, like, we would go and see them. And you'd, like, maybe hear a song. Yeah. Or whatever, or know of something. But then you go and and you see the whole thing. This is the first time I've ever, like, known kind of what was coming next. And it didn't make one bit of difference. No, I was blown away. It was so good. It was so hard not to sing along. Oh, my God, was it ever hard. Even though when The King came out, we definitely all did. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. And I nearly lost my shit 
I don't know if it, this happened for you, but did the king come out when they said, you're never going to be president now? Did he? Yeah. And he, like, danced around yeah. him, and I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it was, <so laughs> it was great. It was really good. It was so amazing. He was so fantastic. Chris loved him. Yeah. Every time he came on, you could just see Chris's smile, like, <laughs> stretching his face, like, what's he going to say now? That's awesome. And he was so... <laughs> fucking pedantic to everyone in the crowd. He just like looked down at you with disdain and disgust. All the fucking peons in the front yeah, row. Yeah, <laughs> oh I know, oh I know. He, yeah, it was. Oh, it's, and like, it's cool too to go see something that's set up on like a purpose built stage, right? Yeah. So that everything just fits and is and doesn't have to be modified for the space that it's in. And I think that's really great. I also love the little like acknowledgments that the characters would have to King George. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Burr mm-hmm. would just be like. Oh hey, okay. I'm gonna sing my song now. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> just yeah, like, like why are you here? He's <laughs> just like, mm, yeah. I'm gonna watch. Yeah. But the the one number that fucking blew me away was the transition into the Reynolds pamphlet when he fucking slams down his quill. And, like, the stage explodes with that bass line. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so unexpected. Yeah. But I love how um, Say No to This is the only uh, time that Burr lets Hamilton tell his own version of it. Because mm-hmm. even if Burr was to say it, it's mm-hmm. actually worse coming from Hamilton. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he dams himself, right? Yeah. And Burr's absolutely. like, mm, I don't even need to do this one. Yeah. Here's here's the bullshit. Yeah. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. The, the bit at the end... Like, with their duel at the end, and then, like, the bullet and stuff is just... It's spectacular. It's so good. And it was... So, what we're talking about is, um, when Hamilton... Because, spoilers, Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Read a history book. I don't know. <laughs> um, Burr shoots at Hamilton, and uh, in the soundtrack, Hamilton has this very sort of fragmented soliloquy Mm -hmm. where he you know contemplates his life and on stage they have this rotating circle and dancers slowly move the bullet across from Burr Mm -hmm. to Hamilton and the bullet is another dancer yeah which is super cool. It is. And the, their movements are so imperceptible because they're slowly moving and the stage is rotating. And there's, isn't there, like, there's an inside ring and then, an like, the center, ring. right? Yeah. So there's, like, yeah. So there's all of this motion that <sighs> takes place. but And then the stage lights and all you get is it's really, like, kind of harsh white light. And yeah. everything's really black. And then it just, it's so cool. It's so fantastic. And really, I was actually stunned by how small the stage actually is yeah yeah it isn't yeah it's not a huge space but they do have the up that like upper, upper level yeah. which gives that like more space for them to move around but the, you're right the stage itself and the visible stage yeah is very small it's super super small yeah. and they do a lot with it and i liked how sparse it was if like someone's sitting down at a table all of a sudden there's just like a stool mm-hmm. and this 
bare wooden table mm-hmm. because you don't need a lot of fucking props no. in this play. No, no, it's not like a play where you're having to set a scene. Yeah, it's like they don't need the props because if they have the props, then they just have to move them. Yeah, because everything moves so quickly. Oh, it was fucking fantastic. We made like <laughs> friends with this couple from Texas in the line outside when we were waiting to go in. Yeah. And they were so adorable because they were like immediately like, oh, where are you guys from? And they had, they're clearly there to like see shows. They're like, oh, we went to Kill a Mockingbird this morning with Jeff Daniels in it. And they're like, yeah, it's really good. They're like, oh, like we're here. It's my birthday. And they were like, oh my God, that's great. And they were just like so enthusiastic. And then like 20 seconds into our conversation, they were like, what y'all think about Trump up there and we were just like ooh like you're from Texas this could go dicey we're like well it's mixed and they're like oh we hate him (laughs) we wanted Beto to win our governor (laughs) we were just like okay thank god (laughs) and they're like wherever our state is we're one or two steps to the left of those people (laughs) (laughs) well you would have to think though that if they're like Going hard to Hamilton. Hamilton. If they're like <laughs> yeah. hardline Republicans, they're probably not, right? But you so. never know. You never know. But ch- not that play. Yeah, that's I'm true. not. I'm, that's not like a comment on like the broad. No, but that particular show, I feel, would be much more. Yeah. Uh, in tune with people slightly, you know, to, to the, the center and to yeah. the left, right? But it was so bizarre because, like, I feel like a lot of this is just like. It couldn't happen anywhere else except in New York. Because while we're talking to these people about, like, how they're so ashamed of how right-wing the U.S. has become and all this stuff, this woman comes out with a megaphone just, like, in front of, I don't know, 200 people waiting for the doors to open to Hamilton. And she's, like, (laughs) screaming about how Caroline Kennedy is going to run for president 2020 and the Supreme Court is made up of, uh, what did she call them? Mormons? They're Mormons. And um, the secret pedophiles in the Attorney General's office. And it was just like the fucking craziest shit I've ever heard. And I like look over at the Texas people because they're more in tune with American politics. So I was like, Caroline Kennedy isn't in politics is she? And they're like, no. And I was like, so does she know that she's running for president? (laughs) Or what is happening? That's funny. And then as she's doing this, a guy walks by with a huge like mobile cart with buttons that say fuck Trump on them. And it's just like, (laughs) oh God. Yeah. New York is a special place. It is. It's a super special place. What else did you do? Uh, Other than Hamilton. We went to the Met. We went to... Did you do the top floor down? Yes. We did. I stared for like 20 to 30 minutes just at the Van Goghs. Because he's just the absolute tits. And Mm -hmm. I adore him. Uh, And my husband actually came with me and was... Was fine. That's shocking to me somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was fine for him. Obviously, I would have spent three or four days there. Yeah, of course. I didn't even get to like the Greek and Roman side of things because no. we had to go and get ready for the play. But we did that. That was really cool. Uh, oh fuck! What else did we do? 
we went top of the rock we did hamilton we went to uh one world trade center and like the shops yeah chris dragged me down canal street we didn't get mugged amanda thank you for your concern though (laughs) um went to strand is that not the best like I, I did feel claustrophobic in there though. Yeah. Cuz we went on No, that was Oh no, that was Sunday. So it was like a weekend and there was a fuck ton of people in there. Like oh my god, I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was so hot in there. But just the coolest stuff and a lot of really cool books and then you go up to the top floor and it's just like so quiet in the mm-hmm. rare book room. I spent a lot of time in the rare book room. Just, like, so dusty and stinky up there. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But, yeah, awesome place. Yeah, it's super cool. I'd go back and spend... We only had about an hour to spend, which was not enough time. But we did it. It was great. I agree. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, we went to a Knicks game. Oh, yeah. That's right. And that was just, like... I did know that. Oh, we have a free Sunday evening. What do you want to do? I don't know. Are the Knicks playing? Yep. Are there tickets? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Done. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> They're like 60 bucks a person. That's so. not bad at all. So it was fine. But everyone talks about how MSG is like, oh, the greatest. I was just like, it's just another fucking sports arena. Like, I don't get it. I would. I wish I would have had a chance to like go inside and whatever. I could have done a tour, but I was like, eh. Feels like a lot. I don't know if it's any different from anywhere else I've been but it was cool because I think I texted you that like John Mulaney and Leslie Jones and um, yeah oh he does the Patriot show fuck the Patriot Act no 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 oh yeah yeah Hassan Hassan thank you thank you they were all in the front row but only John Mulaney got like a celebrity thing on the Jumbotron oh (laughs) really yeah that's funny that's actually really funny it was really funny. Because, you know, he would just, like, fucking hate it. Yo, all of it, But yes. Leslie would, like, love it. Yeah. And he got it instead of her. I That's thought that was funny. really funny. But, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool time. Had you ever been to New York before? Yeah. Remember we went when we went to... Oh, yeah. Time? That's right. That is correct. We had, we had... I think this is Chris's, like, fourth time to New York. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a cool place. It is. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Hamilton again. Because we bought tickets for, like, the Broadway Cross Canada for this coming season so that we can, like, be on the list for when Hamilton shows up next time around. We bullied Erin into buying a ticket. Like, She's just do gotta it. go. Well, I, was, I said to her, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to buy extras. So, yeah. like, if you want to go see Hamilton, you're going to have to buy a subscription with us. And she was like, okay, so she did. Um, I was going to ask you, when did you cry? In Hamilton? Yeah. Um, probably, I don't think I cried until, I don't think, I, I don't think I cried until, like, Philip dies? Yeah. In around in there somewhere? Like, it's Quiet Uptown? Yeah. Oh, it's Quiet Uptown fucking destroyed yeah. me? Yeah, but I don't think I, like, there was some other stuff, you know. Yeah. 
kind of got caught. Oh, no. No. Do you know when I cried? Was mm-hmm. No, when John Lawrence that? died. Oh. That caught me a little bit because that's not that's it's like not the only thing that's soundtrack. not on the soundtrack. Yeah. And so because it was a surprise, that's where I cried. And then and then when Philip died, and that was it. And then the end, I was just like a disaster. Oh, an absolute. I think I sobbed for the last like six or seven sobs or songs, just like openly weeping. But I don't know if they did this in yours, but during it's quiet uptown, when um. Uh, when Elizabeth says it's quiet uptown and like responds to him for the first time mm-hmm. and then they start the f- forgiveness part of the song the dude playing Hamilton like just like fucking collapsed into sobs mm-hmm. like he was just destroyed mm-hmm. and wrecked and he's like shaking and I was just like so thrown off by how emotional that song was to watch yeah 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 holy Fuck. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always kind of blown away, too, because, like, whenever you listen to any other musicals, and, like, even if you listen to this one, you get to the end of, like, the first half, right? It's nonstop. Yeah. Right? And it's this big, bombastic number. And every musical is like that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last number is always, like, this big ensemble piece, and it just ends with just, like... Jubilation. And this one is not. No. It comes... Like, it, it starts off reasonably large, and then works its way down until, like the entire cast is on stage singing in unison. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this, and it's, it's just such an interesting way to end. Mm-hmm. Because you started off with, like, Burr telling this story and some snippets from other characters. And their involvement in his life. And that's it. It's and like then, a spoiler alert yeah, opener. It's the whole story. Yeah. It tells you the whole story in four minutes. And then you go through this, like, giant crescendo and then it just kind of, like, falls. But, yeah. like, very gently. So gentle. It's like it's like the feather in Forrest Gump, like that yeah. kind of meandering through. And it's just like that ending. I thought was just so good. It is, and I like how in the end you get so many quiet but like solo songs. Like you get Hurricane, you get mm-hmm. um, Burn, which I thought was mm-hmm. so good. Our uh, Eliza was like. I think better than the soundtrack, Eliza. Mm-hmm. She was fucking fantastic. Well, I, I don't know. I can't remember who the guy who was because we like I said we had all understudies, so I don't remember who it was. But the guy who played Hamilton for us, like as a singer, was like a million times better than than Lynn because he's not a great singer. Lynn's not a great singer, no. and he knows that too. Like it's fine, but um, he has like he has the capacity to act, sing. Yes, which is so yes, phenomenal. He does, and I think he's actually better at that than Leslie Odom Jr. is. But in the play, it was the opposite, the one that I saw. I just can't get over how fucking smarmy Burr was. Yeah. Smarmy and just, like, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But, like, has that, like, that sort of smug superiority where he just knows that he's... Yeah. And it's interesting, too, and maybe playing him that way, and maybe, like, maybe playing him that way, and I don't know, maybe on stage... In the original cast, maybe he had that more of that presence, but on the recording, yeah. maybe he didn't, right? And that's... Because I think a lot of that is body language, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I think that it kind of makes um, his fall sort of a little bit more pronounced. Yeah. Like, because can we talk for just one second about how the sitting vice president of the United States assassinated... A political opponent. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he murdered him mm-hmm. as the vice president. Mm-hmm. Not while he was campaigning. Like, okay. Yeah. And, I mean, his political career was obviously ruined after that. But it was just, like, 1804 or whatever, and that's how they solve problems, by shooting each other. Yeah. I was like, clearly nothing's changed. But, like, it, I just, I find that part of it just so fascinating to me. Because there's... And it, it really puts into question, like, Burr's trustworthiness as a narrator. Oh, absolutely. Because he, from the opening song, critiques him, bastard, orphan, son of a whore. Yeah. And... And a Scotsman. And a Scots- like- <laughs> Oh, a Scotsman. I spit on you. Yeah. But then you've got all these ways in which Hamilton succeeds despite all these hardships. Yeah. And Burr is like, fuck you. Yeah. And by the end, because he's been so sarcastic and smarmy in the one that I saw, I was like, well, Burr, there's actually no reason for you to be upset at Hamilton. No. Whereas in the soundtrack, I think you can feel their antagonism a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because they're a bit more serious with each other. Yeah. But because Burr's so flippant in the live version that I saw, I was just like, well, what? How could this possibly be Hamilton's problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. And how is your how is your life going to be fixed because you kill him? Like, he's out of politics. He's yeah. disgraced. He's out of politics. He's disgraced. His son is dead. Like his wife he has is no influence. Barely just speaking to him again. Exactly. He's moved up, uptown. uptown. He's away from all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's fascinating, and like the capital by then was it not Washington? Yeah. So they weren't even in New York anymore. Yeah, it's it's like, absurd. Yeah, it's absurd, and it's so bizarre that they have the villain be the narrator of well except that apparently so the line like in that last the last the like, the world was wide enough yeah that's actually like something that Aaron Burr wrote oh, in yeah. his diary that like later on that the world was oh, wide yeah. enough he for both he regretted it yeah later he did on. regret it um but he's so, also fucking crazy of course he was but i think <laughs> but i think like having access to those papers and stuff like the fact that he wrote that i think you can build that narrative about him that like super petty jealousy and obviously it existed mm-hmm. right in real life like that's not something that was but yeah like it's just so weird like you won you literally won you literally won and had you not murdered him you might have become the president someday yeah like you literally cost yourself a chance at the presidency and that's why i think like it's actually burr's play like it's not Mm-hmm. really a starring role for Hamilton no. whatsoever. No, but it has to be called Burr Hamilton. Burr has all the showstoppers. But it has to be, a, it has to be called Hamilton yes. and it has to be about him. Yeah. In order, because it's a more compelling story. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he dies at the end. But Burr has the fucking best songs. Oh, of course he does. Like, it's, oh, Lynn, you're such a fucking genius and it makes me so mad. I think I texted you that I couldn't consume art for three days afterwards. Yeah. So I was like, I've seen it. I've seen art. Yeah. I've experienced oh, I know. It's so good. Art. It's so good. I can't read anything. I can't watch anything. What's no. the point? There's nothing better than this. Oh. Yeah. Did you also have dreams about the songs afterwards? No. I did not. 
like for a week afterwards I would wake up and my brain would be singing like just nonstop or mm-hmm. Aaron Burser. It was just like I couldn't I couldn't get it out of me. No, I didn't have that. I didn't. Oh, no, maybe I did, but no, I don't think I had that experience. But you were busy singing. We were busy singing. So you had other because we saw it like we got there on a Wednesday. And we saw it on the Thursday. So no, we didn't. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, it was good. And if you get a chance to see it when it comes by you, oh you should. Because oh. it's just super. Even if you're not like overly enthralled with like American political and whatever, like it's just a fascinating production. Like just the all of music it. fucking rocks. It really does. It's so good. Well, I know that, and you know that, but not everyone would agree. Well, I told them to fucking listen to it. So, if you're not listening to this, like, five hours after you started the podcast, because you downloaded the album in the meantime... Yes. And you cried. You cried and cried and cried. Yeah. And now you're just fucking obsessed with David Diggs like we were. Ooh. (laughs) So bad. Oh, okay. I still can't believe that I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because of that. Because I haven't watched any, like, since the end of season three. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, but he shows up every once in a while and stuff. Does he? Yeah, he's had, like, guest... Like, there's, he's had, like, guest spots on, like, Law & Order, like, on SVU and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so, like, every once in a while... Like, he was on run. Blackish, Yeah, too. but every once in a while... Like, yeah, on Blackish, his character was fantastic. Yeah. He was, like, this, like, weird hippie. Like, it just did not fit with... It was good. Who it was, he is? Well, no, but it didn't fit with, like, the rest of the family, either. Oh, I see. It was so good. Oh yeah, because they're like uptight. <laughs> Pretty uptight. Like they're they're like they're like left leaning liberal mostly, but like super uptight. But they're uptight. Yeah, um, and like professional and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And he comes in and he's just like, yeah, it was good. Uh, you can imagine that he smelled like feet all the time, just based on the, his presentation. Incense. Yes. Um, but yeah, he'll show up every once in a while, like on a rerun of SVU or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, you're you're a thing. I still haven't seen Blind Spotting. And I would really like to. I keep, every time, every once in a while, like, I'll see on Twitter someone has seen it, and they just loved it. Like, they'll put I've it heard in, like, really good things. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's something I need to... I don't know where to see it. Get at. Oh, finally. Probably eventually just download it. Yeah. You don't need my money to be... No. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Let's be honest here. What was the... I was trying to find this out, and I couldn't find it out, because the original cast of Hamilton Mm -hmm. is, like, infamous for Mm -hmm. being able to do some sort of contract negotiation so that they get a higher percentage of the ticket profits than, like, any other production ever. Is that true? Yes. So how much did they get? Lots. I can't remember what their percentage was. It was... How did they do it here? Um, what did they say here? So they sent to the producer all 22 of them who wrote. Um, what did they say? 1% of net profits for themselves. Okay. Plus a smaller share for most future productions. The retroactive agreement um, announced when the show was making $500,000 a week. It's a lot of money. Woo! Wow. Yeah. $500,000 a week. Yeah. Jesus. And then the casts, yeah, so then they, now that they've done it, ultimately, 
Um, I'm trying to say here. But so Lynn must get some sort of royalties. For writing and, yeah. Absolutely. And obviously the soundtrack. All yes. the artists on there must get royalties from that. Yeah. So the producer... Um, like Tommy? No, the, the executive producer guy, not... Oh, of okay, like gotcha, the, gotcha. the Yeah, the actual, like, the people who The three on. musketeers, gotcha. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he responded by offering lump sum checks ranging from 29000 to $36,000. Per. Dollars per person. Oof. Uh, to make up the difference. Um, and they were like, nah. No. And they're just trying to... I'm trying to see here, but this all works out, too. Um... Because, yeah, I do remember, I do remember, um, reading about that. I'm just trying to think, because one of them was wondering, some of the cast were wondering if they could, like, you know, can we take, um, can some of us take the deal and others not? But they Mm -hmm. decided they had to present this, like, unified, um, this front, which makes sense. Yeah. And, like, good for them for acknowledging that they had negotiating power and that the play was a massive success because of them. And they obviously are deserving of a share in that financial success. So good for them. So, okay, so this was from 2016. So the actors in the Chicago show, because this is when the Chicago one had just just recently opened, yeah. were um, being paid $1,974 a week. What? That's a lot of money. It seems low, though, for Broadway. No? No. No. It's like 8000 bucks a month. Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's pretty good money. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so it says here, so only a handful of the, um, of the Broadway 22 signed the letter remained in the show at the time that this article was read, but they, they got 1% of the net profits from New York and then they would also share in 0.33% of the net profits from, from Chicago other and other U.S. productions except for Broadway. So like it's the 1% for the Broadway mm-hmm. and then 0.33% for all of the other productions. And then if and that's it, the original cast. The original cast. Uh, so now there's thirty eight. So now off Broadway stage managers, Jonathan Groff is part of that. Yeah. Um, and now that the tickets are more expensive because they have then that means their profit share grows because yeah. it's not really costing them any more to put the show on. No. It's the same It's the same show. Yeah. So that's interesting. So yes, yeah, so that's what they ended up with. So what that means now is it's opened up like the possibility for negotiations. Again. Um the base salary for a Broadway performer is about nineteen hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty. Wow, that's pretty good. That is, it's good money. Except that, like, if your show runs for like eight months, and you're doing eight shows a week, sometimes. Yeah, like it's, but then at the same time, then you're unemployed. Yeah. Like right. you're not necessarily continuous. So getting that like revenue share mm-hmm. over time makes. A lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, Especially absolutely. if you originate a show. Oh, for sure. And, like, they're part of the reason why it made that money. Mm-hmm. And it says here the stars often make more. So this is, like, the that's the base Broadway salary. Yeah. So someone who's got that kind of, like... Audra McDonald. Who's not going to make $1,900 <laughs> a week on Broadway. No, she's going to no. make more. I'm sure now, like, Lynn's going to make more. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's sort of the, the thing from there. So, anyway, that's interesting. 
I don't even care. He can have all the money. I know. He deserves it. He's a fucking genius. Although he did win, like, the MacArthur Genius Grant, so maybe he doesn't need any more money. That's not that much money, though. It's a hundred grand. hundred grand's a hundred grand. Oh. And it's a prize, so it's not. I don't think you have to pay tax on that prize. Um, speaking of things that are gonna make money, did you see that, like, teaser trailer for Frozen 2? No. Ugh. I just retweeted I didn't even watch it. I I watched it eventually, but I just retweeted the, the thing, and I was like, are they going to talk to each other, or are they going to have a whole movie where they don't talk about their problems, <laughs> and then, like, cause the destruction of the world? Yeah. And then Nerdist has a theory, based on the trailer, that maybe their parents are actually alive. Oh. And that's what they're going to go looking for. But I was like, but why is it Frozen 2? I don't understand. Even Frozener? Uh, like, I'm not excited about Extra it. icy? Yeah. One of my kids is, like, the a big- icing on the cake? A big fan of Frozen, and I think he's wrong. <laughs> Like, a lot wrong. Like, I don't think it's a very good movie. It's not. I think the only good part of it is Olaf. Josh Gad's snowman. I think, like, the baby reindeer at the beginning is really cute. When they're, like, mm-hmm. breaking ice. And that's about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, we've talked about it before. But I don't know who the main character is. I'm not sure who the main villain is. I don't really know what the conflict is. And the songs are, like, mediocre at best. Like, even Let It Go, real bad. Yeah, it's not a good song. No. It's, it, the problem with Let It Go is that it got incredibly popular because five-year-olds loved it. hmm And so parents had to listen mm-hmm. to it, too. And guess who has to buy Let It Go? hmm <laughs> The parents do. It's true. Um, oh, Sam Gagne just tweeted a new profile picture, like, 40 minutes ago. Would you like to see it? Yes, please, it's his babies. Oh. No, it's just it's Sam so... in an Oilers jersey. Oh, I love Sam. Bring back the blues, Oilers. Bring I back the royal blue. I love Sam so much. I'm happy for him. Me too. Uh, it makes me want to go check Instagram, see what his wife has to say. Because <laughs> I'm sure she'll have something sooner rather than later. Ugh. Um, do you want to do some questions? Because we have a lot. Please. Okay, so I asked on my Instagram story if anyone had any podcast questions. Um, Riva wants to know, will she ever have energy on a Friday night again? And I'm going to say no. But also maybe limit your extracurricular activities during the week, and then you'll be more energized on a Friday. Or Coming from me, that's like, <laughs> come on, Megan. <laughs> or you'll be like us, and by Friday you're just, like, hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. That's um, the fun part. Uh... My Instagram friend, Alex J. Murphy, whose name is not really Alex J. Murphy, but that's okay. That's his Instagram name. Is, what is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? Go watch the movie. Don't be a dick. What? It's from, uh, Monty Python and Holy Grail. Oh. Where they're trying to figure it's an African swallow. Like, it's really, it's a great bit. But, uh. I don't like Monty Python. Watch the movie. Um, (laughs) I have an answer for you. Um, what else do we have here? I have two questions from our podcast Instagram. Okay. One of them is from you. <laughs> it says, when will I stop being tired? <laughs> and that's when you're dead. Yeah, um, just like that Bon Jovi song, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Just like me in the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> and Avery asks, will Apollo be the next GM of the New Orleans Pelicans? Oh, I thought he was going to ask if Apollo would be the next GM of the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Well, since he doesn't know how to play fetch, I would say yes. <laughs> since he doesn't know how to play fetch and probably doesn't understand the intricacies of the CBA, I feel like he'll do just fine. He'll do just fine. 
Um, these are two from Jess that she texted me. Okay. Do you, this is, they're, these are hockey questions and it was funny. She's like, it'll help you pretend like you're a sports podcast again. <laughs> and I was like, we're, I said, we're like, we're very sports adjacent, but there's a wall between us and sports. <laughs> and then she says, which at some point will be bigger than the wall Trump wants to build. Oh my God, Jess, you're a genius. But she says, do you think the Oilers front office will ever get better with Kate still being the owner? And then her justification for the question is, part of me always assumes that he's a part of the problem and that's never going to go away. And I think she's absolutely correct. I've heard that he's very hands-off, actually. And I've heard from people that all he wants to do with the organization is have it spend less money. Uh, but he also, like, hires his buddies and his, like, childhood, and his, like, boyhood heroes, right? So it's, like, it's a toy for him. Yeah, I guess so. And I think that's the part. Like, he might be very hands-off, and if he wants to spend less money, um, I don't know, have, did you watch Sunderland Till I Die? No. On the Netflix? That was their owner before they sold their, before he sold the team, like... 18 months ago or whatever he just wanted he's like spend less money spend less money but how do you attract players to come and play in this like shitty city in North, northern England mm-hmm. and it's on a team that's not a premier league team anymore if you can't spend any money yeah and I think that's the same problem I think that's the I, and I think part of the problem with the Oilers is that it's not a great the team's not good enough like last night they were like oh they weren't trying very hard no they tried very hard but, like, their try-hard and the level that they can achieve with their try-hard is very different from the level that, like, the Flames can achieve, or yeah. the Penguins can achieve, or the Lightning can achieve, and that's the issue. Yeah. And so if There's he's... There's a huge disparity there. So if he's telling them to spend less money, that's fine, but at some point you have to spend money to get players. Mm-hmm. And if you don't spend money, then that's the problem. I'm I don't just... know why you need so many fucking executives. That doesn't count against salary cap, though, so it doesn't matter. No, but, like, as money you're spending in the organization... That's very true. Like, if Kate wants to spend less money, Mm -hmm. why the fuck does Wayne have a job? Why the fuck does Coffee have a job? Like... McTavish. Kevin Lowe. Just hire me. I'll do them all. And I'll do them better. And her other... Just as other question is, where do you think NHL players would rather play? Edmonton with all the hockey men and the toxic negativity, or Carolina with none of those things and the fun post games. Oh, I wonder. I think they would want to go to Carolina. Yeah, I would want to play in Carolina for sure. Also, the weather. Also, Dougie's there, and like he loves to go to museums. It's true. I'd love to go to museums with Dougie. Mm-hmm. Let's look at art, my dude. Or just like not be in Edmonton. Yeah. In the wintertime. I have some questions from Larissa. Okay. She said, what part of being an adult were you absolutely not prepared for? Paying all of the bills. I was just going to say all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really and truly, like, the the financial aspect of it is, like, mind-boggling sometimes. Oh, for sure. Which, like, leads to the next question. What class do you wish was taught in high school? (laughs) How to get rich. (laughs) (laughs) How to get rich and die trying. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe just dying. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just how to, I don't, it's not like, it's not even like a money management issue. It's just like every once in a while, it's just like, holy fuck, this is expensive. Yeah. Because like you have to put money into your car and then I'll, like it's just, yeah, that's all. The universe is a drain on your finances. It is. Uh, if you, and this one, I don't know why. If you could make one part of your body bigger or smaller, what would it be? It's a great question. I'd like to make... <laughs> Let's make my brain bigger. Oh. If for, and why? The reason why is so that people would be able to, hey, you've got a bigger brain than me. You're obviously smarter than me. Without them having Without them having to guess or, like, find out the hard way that actually I know more than they do. So you want to be mega mind. Yes. <laughs> but, like, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would love to be Megamon, but like, with, but for people to recognize that like, you are objectively smarter than I am. See, and I'd be like, I, yes, true. I just want longer legs so I could be objectively taller than I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be any taller. I'm good. <laughs> You're too tall. Give some of your tall to Kelsey. I'd really rather not. All of your tall are belong to us. <laughs> no, because I enjoy being <laughs> I enjoy being able to reach the top shelf. Yeah, exactly. It's great. And like on top of the kitchen cupboards, I can store things and not have to stand on a stool. Ugh, you disgust me. <laughs> it's funny though, like my parents aren't that tall. I don't know where it came from. Maybe I got switched at birth, I have no idea. Outer space. Yeah. Is that it from Larissa? That's it from Larissa. Okay, uh, Jess has two FMKs that she sent to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Winter edition. Drivers, temperature, or shoveling? What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, shit. Kill drivers. Yeah. In a car accident or just, yeah. like, in general? Marry temperature, because it's always going to be like this. Yeah. And then fuck shoveling. Yeah. Just the phrase. Fuck shoveling. Fuck shoveling. And, like, honestly, unless we get, like, a whole pile of snow, the shoveling's fine. It's whatever. It yeah. What and my driveway fits one car, so I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It is what it is. I would agree with that. Um, second one. FMK. Pants, bras, socks. Oh, God. This was a question. She said something on Twitter last night, how no, uh, no pants is best pants. Yeah. And then I, I texted her, and at work, we were talking about, like, whatever, and I'm, they forgot that I'm not a dude, because I was like, yeah, bra's, like, the first thing that comes off. I was like, and then one of the guys was like, yeah, my wife does that, too. I'm like, but oh. I'm, I'm still stuck between if you should fuck bras or you should kill bras. Just kill them. Just kill them? I feel like they serve a function. They don't really. They don't really. Physiologically, they don't actually serve a function. Yeah. Which I find super interesting. I'm going to marry socks. Me too. Okay. I like socks. I'm going to fuck pants and I'm going to kill bras. Yeah, that sounds about okay. right. I like it. Because, like, yeah. Yeah. Unless the pants are sweatpants, which, like, I'll um, live in those. Yeah. This is my first, like, outing in jeans in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about not putting on sweatpants this morning, but then I was like, Kelsey doesn't care. <laughs> no, why would I care? <laughs> At all. Uh, and then we have a whole bunch more questions from yesterday, too. Uh, Amanda sent me an FMK as well. Oh, let's do it. Um, Mitch, Austin, or Willie? Oh, get out of here with your dumb... No, no. Triple murder, just be done with it. She says she ended up marrying Mitch, fucking Willie, and murdering Austin. I think that's probably the most accurate, but like... But I think that Mitch's family... Toxic. Toxic. So yeah. you wouldn't want to marry that. No. But you don't want to fuck it either. No. So I think you kill Mitch. I think you fuck Willie double murder. Done. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. I, I... <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Got it. Because I saw that on Twitter last night and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Because Amanda is in Arizona right now. Yeah. With a couple other people that I follow on the Twitter. Um... And so one of the other girls had, like, posted that. And then I was like, that's unanswerable. Right? Yeah, and I was like, that's unanswerable. And then she's like, Amanda answered it. And I'm like, of course, of course she did. Because did. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought was, like, who can grow the worst beard? Because that's the one that she would marry. So Mitch. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it would even be a beard. It might not be. Oh, no, she had more. Oh, shit. 
Um, sorry, there's four more. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. More FMKs? Yes. Awesome. Uh, two aren't, though. Um, okay. Please discuss how the Toronto fan picking up and eating a jello shot off the ground is a metaphor for why everyone hates Leaf fans. Did you see this? No, there was just, that was, they were talking about it on the, because the game in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't oh, see so it. Oh, so they just, saw, they saw it. it. Oh, off the ground? Well, I mean, I don't know. I worked with a guy who, like, ate a burger off the floor once. He just, like, got down on his hands and knees and, like, ate the patty right off the floor at the Rosencrown downtown, so whatever. Was this as part of, like, a sub-dom situation? No, this was, like, <laughs> super drunk during Teacher's Convention. Oh, yeah, well, that'll happen. It was, like, 7 o'clock at night. It was good. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Whatever. It just is what it is. Maybe what? it was his favorite kind of jello. Floor jello? <laughs> but, like, by the flavor, you know? Maybe the flavor was, oh, like, Oh, lime his... for sure. Or whatever. And then he was, like, can't waste, can't waste the jello. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Can't waste that jiggly stuff. <laughs> Gross. What is the best way to eat cheese? On something, plain, with accompaniment, or baked into something? So, for example, like, on something would be, like, cheese on I'm fries. Like, uh, um, plain would be plain. With accompaniment, I think, would be, like, with a jelly. Okay. And, like, on a so, charcuterie situation. I'm just going to say cheese is great, and there's no best way to eat it, as I long think, as you're eating cheese. Yeah, I think we... Yes, all cheese. Yes, like, really and truly. <laughs> yes, all cheese. So, you know how the grocery store has, like, the 15% off on the yes. first Tuesday of the month? So, that's when I buy the good cheese, because it's I save, like, a little bit of money on it, yeah. and so I'll buy, like, an $8 little block of cheese. Like, it's a... You know, because it's not a big saving, but it's enough that I'm like, okay, fine. And it's always a cheese that I would never buy regularly. I usually just eat, like, cheddar cheese, mm-hmm. and, the, like, the... So you get like a gouda, or no, but no, not even like garlic Havarti and like stuff like that okay. with like or I'll Would you get... like a creamier cheese. It depends. I'm not for sandwiches. No, for sandwiches it's just like I'm a hard cheese is fine, but like I love the hardest fucking hard cheese that like is so dry and salty yeah. that it like makes your glands swell up. Oh, so I'll buy sometimes like there's um. And just some Irish cheese that you can get at the grocery store, and I'll buy that mm. oftentimes, too. And, yeah, like, their they're old, like, the aged cheddar is, like, crumbly. It's so good. Love a dress. And then I'll buy it, and then I'll let it sit in the fridge for, like, a solid two months before I even bother opening it. Like, it's, like, it's going <laughs> to age Continue the age well. Yeah. But it's so good. I think it's so good. And that kind of stuff, like, you just, I would just eat the cheese. Or sometimes with, like apples maybe like with some fruit but never mm-hmm. i would never put that on a sandwich i would never sully that cheese with a sandwich no for sure no that's special cheese but like i will also deep fry cheese <laughs> make a mozzarella stick okay um yeah. macaroni and cheese done deal Fuck yes yeah stuff like cream cheese into a chicken breast okay like there's so many oh, things cheese everything pretty much giving cheese on everything yeah, the only time is like I'm trying to think if there's a situation in which cheese doesn't make a meal better, and I have don't know like if I on cereal. <laughs> I think that might be the only one, like really and truly. Uh, I'm not a crazy, crazy fan of like cold cheese. I like my cheese to be a room temperature. Yes. Or heated or cooked or whatever. so. Like if I if I make a sandwich even like to take to work, I won't put it in the fridge when I get to work. Yeah, I'll like, you want leave it, it to be soft. Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta warm up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so Amanda, there is no best way. The best way is all cheese. Eat cheese. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Got two FMKs here. 
Okay. This first one is upsetting. Drew Doughty. Oh. Jamie Benn. Nope. Ryan Kessler. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a lie. I have an answer. I'll what? Say, here's an answer. You fuck Ryan Kessler. I saw that ESPN body issue. That's okay. You know what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, well, um, who's you? You marry? No, you marry Jamie no. Ben. You marry Jamie Ben because once you're married, you never have to worry about like it's fine, whatever. He's not going to disappoint you anymore. You're already married, and then you <laughs> killed your daddy. So done deal. <laughs> You kill your daddy. No, no, no. You, you <laughs> killed your daddy. And you, yeah, you just married Jamie Ben. Because once you're married, like, eh, you know, if he's not going to do it, you don't have to do it either. Done deal. Oh, I see. See what I'm saying? Reciprocation. Yeah. In, I see. Uh-huh. Hmm. Controversial, but I agree. There you go. And I also think, like, is <laughs> Corey's probably actually a pretty nice guy. To be perfectly honest, like everything that I've seen, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, exactly. But did you see him get elbowed in the face by a ref? Yeah, and go down. Yeah, sure did. It <laughs> <laughs> was great. <laughs> so in order to make Jamie Ben go down, you gotta be a man in stripes. I was gonna say you gotta hit him really hard in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> FMK. Sorry, Roberta Luongo, oh. Ryan Miller. Oh. Corey Schneider. God, triple murder. <laughs> because, no, actually, that's like You probably marry Roberto Luongo. Yes, I think he be seems super like fun. a lovely guy. Ugh, no, and then just, who cares? I think you kill Corey. I think so, too. It would put everybody out of their misery, <laughs> including devils. Including Corey. Yeah. Ugh, that guy. Um, yeah. That's it for Amanda's questions. Okay. Uh, Tyler wants to know, what has Apollo been up to? Oh, oh, you know, just chewing through my sports bras and my sweatpants and fun <laughs> toys. Oh, good. And, um, he spent like four days last week throwing up every meal, so we went to the vet, and I think we spent like two hundred and sixty dollars to find out that when he drinks water real fast, he throws up. <laughs> So he's just like a baby. <laughs> when yeah, he drinks too he's fast, just he will like throw he up. needs to be burped. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's he's my everything, and I love him. Good. But I'm very happy to be without him today. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he today? He's with Chris's dad. Oh, perfect. Um, another question from Tyler: Am I watching the Alliance of American Football? No, I'm only watching the highlights on Twitter. Um, this really came out of also, the Also, watch me. this guy score from the goal line. Sidney Crosby is incredible at scoring from, like, below the face-off Where he dot. shouldn't be. Yeah. He's unbelievable. And that actually, the assist, Phil Kessel's assist on that goal was his 800th career point. <gasps> Go Phil, yeah. you pervert truck driver, you. So, no, I'm not watching the Alliance of American Football. Um, Avery and Alex and I talk about it and we laugh about it and I watch the highlights, but no, I don't care enough. Baseball's almost back. I got other things to worry about. There you go. Uh, Tyler also wants to know, will you ever go outside again? Well, that's up to you. <laughs> I can't make those decisions for you. But, like, you probably should if you want to keep getting paid. Just just keep keep May in your mind's eye. <laughs> also, like, Tuesday's supposed to be, like, minus three, so... What? Yeah, that's, like, shorts and t-shirt weather. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. <laughs> After this... Don't even need a coat that deep day. Freeze. Um, Tyler also wants to know if Valentine's Day is the worst day of the year for Jamie Ben. Uh, probably not. 
I think every day is <laughs> the worst day of <laughs> Jamie It's true. Because you have to beat Jamie back. Yeah. Oh, what else? Uh, Rex wants to know, <laughs> did George uh, Lazenby deserve a longer run as Bond, or was he simply incapable of living up to the role established by Sean Connery? Ah, oh, Rex, your questions are the best. <laughs> Um, because you ask things I would never, ever think about ever in my life. But the answer is probably yes, he was, he couldn't live up to the role. I bet you, I bet you couldn't live up to it. I don't know. Because I, I don't think Sean Connery's a particularly good actor, but I think he was a phenomenal James Bond. He's, he's smarmy. He's got oh. that, he's got the charm, mm-hmm. I think, that those books and the character needs. But I honestly don't, there's George Lazenby... Sean Connery, and then who is the other one? It was Roger Moore. Not Roger Moore. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. I think Timothy Dalton is a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. When he showed up in Hot Fuzz, I was like, yes, thank you. A perfectly suited Timothy Dalton role. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember George Lazenby. I don't either. Said everyone ever. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um... Uh, Megan wants to know, will the devil, devils ever be, ever be healthy again? You? Yes. You tweeted yeah. our own account. You liked it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I actually said first time, long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> will the devils ever be healthy again? First time, long time. Oh, stupid. Oh yeah. That's my little nod to Dave Lozo, wherever yeah. he is out in the universe. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> the answer is no, they will not. Just no. Like, Miles Wood comes back for a game, and then is gone, for, gone four. for four. I know. It's just, yeah, it's bad news. It's a curse. It is. Like, this is what happens when you squander Brian Boyle. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, I hope uh, they win the cup. I just want Brian to be happy. <laughs> oh, I just want them all to be happy. Except for the ones I don't like. Except for Corey <laughs> yeah, like, dude, win a fucking game once in a while. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, um, I had a really good answer for this yesterday, but now I don't. Uh, David wants to know, why does Lily Worm wear a damn shoe? I have no idea what this is. Oh, you didn't look it up. No. And then I was like, I have a perfect answer for it, but now I don't remember what it was. And then he's like, no one else wears shoes and they at least have feet. And I was like, oh, that's a fair point. Am I supposed to Google this? You probably should. Lowly Worm? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what my good answer was, but, like, I truly... Oh, Richard Scary! Yeah. I, I had an Why answer. Why does he wear a shoe? That's a, a good point. It is. Hmm. Well, he's he's a fancy boy. Look at him. He's got a little Robin Hood hat on. Mm-hmm. He's got a bow tie. He's got a collared shirt on. Yeah. The look wouldn't be complete if he didn't have a shoe. That's true. That is very true. I think that's a fair... Oh my god, this sketch of him on a skateboard <laughs> is so upsetting. Because his foot is facing the opposite way of his face. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know, that's weird. I'm not sure why he wears a shoe. Because he's a fancy boy. I guess so. Like, I'm shocked you're not answering questions about his Apple car. I wanted that Apple car so fucking bad as a kid. Yeah. Ugh. This is also how you know that David has children now. Um, <laughs> because he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's 
that should that's be the our picture. picture. Yeah. Say we get rid of. Amazing. Um. Just here's a question for you. Does lowly worm fuck? He's a think, worm. Do you think he gets around? Do worms fuck? I don't know. How do worms reproduce? I don't know. Siri, how do worms reproduce? Can't you like cut earthworms in half and then they make two worms? Here's what I found on the web for how do worms reproduce. My Siri is Australian, by the way. Apparently. Um. Mine would be Irish. Of course it would. From like fucking Belfast. <laughs> You'd just be like, okay, what? <laughs> okay. Earthworms. Simultaneous hermaphrodites. Okay. During sexual intercourse among earthworms, both sets of sex organs are used by both worms. What? If all goes well, the best sentence, if all goes well, the eggs of both of the mates become fertile. Yes! That is so good! Oh my god. To copulate, two worms line up against one another facing opposite directions. In this position, both worms excrete so much mucus that one is called a slime tube forms around their bodies. Each worm ejaculates sperm from its sex organs into the slime tube. Oh my god, the act of mating is completed, but the process of production continues as each worm goes its separate way. They just like fucking squiggle out of there with a sperm tube dragon. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. That's so good. Wow. Worms are fascinating. Who would have thought? Because, yeah, like, I also... I also thought that um, if you, like, cut an earthworm in half, that they, like... Yeah, they can reproduce their bodies. Yeah. But I think they need another... Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um there I don't know why he wears a shoe to get back to that question. Oh yeah, that's Couldn't what the tell question you. Was. Maybe he doesn't like to get dirty? So in that if that's He's the a answer, fancy boy worm. If that's then he doesn't fuck. Because that sounds oh. real dirty. That's like real messy. And he wouldn't take off his shoe and his bow tie in order to create a slime tube. No, he's a never nude. He's a never nude. You heard it here. He's the Tobias Funky of the Richard's Guard universe. Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, we also had a question. Hang on. Is that all of them? Uh, Growing on to know, just question was, how are you? Fine. Saturday. Who asked that? Uh, German. Who's German? He does a podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. German AV. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, German. Yeah, we're fine. Saturday, we're hanging out. Life's good. This question from Tyler makes me mad. Um, I've thought about it and I don't like it. Pick one sporting event you would want to see in person before you die. I'm not allowed to choose anything related to Taylor Hall, the Yankees, or the Green Bay Packers. And you are not allowed to choose anything related to either Taylor Hall or whatever German soccer team that is that you love. TSG Hoffenheim and Derry, they won 3 nothing today. Yeah, so you can't, that can't be on your list. So I've already seen Taylor Hall play um, hockey in two different countries, so I don't really care anymore. It's true, you have. Beep, 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 beep. Those are my finger guns. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the sound that was, effects. That was like sharks with lasers. <laughs> that's what that was. Um, so I've been thinking about that, and I don't like it, So because uh, I don't like it. It's a bad question. You don't like it? No, it's a dumb question. You can't come up with anything? 
Well, no, because, like, what if I say the Super Bowl? And then, it, like, you know, I would like to go to the Super Bowl, but then I technically can't pick it because, like, there's the potential that the Packers could be in it. So, you know what I mean? Oh. Um, but what if it's from a different time? Tyler, can, is it, was it Tyler? Mm-hmm. Can we go back in time? He can't hear us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. I don't know. You have an answer. Yes. So if it's not Taylor Hall related... Not, not Yankees. Not Yankees and not Green Bay Packers. Yes. What I like to see. In person before you die. In person before you die. Well, if we can't go back in time, I don't know. Like, I don't care much about sports that aren't those things. <laughs> so, like, mm. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't mind going to, like, a World Cup final. I think that'd be kind of fun. Just not the South Africa one. No, probably not. There might be some murdering going on. No, the Vuvuzelas, do you remember? Yeah, but even just in general. It doesn't have to be, like, in the past. Just, like, you know. I think, like, yeah, World Cup final would probably be pretty cool. I think going to the Olympics would be awesome. Yeah. But, like, not all of it. Not all of it. Just a few Because nobody wants to watch biathlon. No. Cause you... <laughs> or, like, the marathon. I think, the, uh, to be perfectly fair, I think most Olympic events are I'm much better boring. suited for yeah. TV. Agreed. Because the camera does the things, does the work you need. I think speed skating would be really exciting. Short track. Short track. Yeah. I think figure skating would be really exciting live. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think the hockey would be fucking awesome. And then, like, Summer Olympics, I think, like, the swimming. Yes. Diving. Diving. Diving would be good. Gymnastics. Yeah, like, stuff that you can see the whole thing. Yes. Without having to, like, watch just parts of it on a screen. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, any of the events that involve, like, any of, like, the cycling that involves going around a corner that all of a sudden you can't see anymore, or bobsled where you're, like, it just goes by you. Whoosh. Whoosh. (laughs) Like, yeah, every two two and a half minutes, just another, I didn't see a thing. (laughs) But my hair's dry now. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, like, if it was, like, a one-off sort of, I think, like, probably the World Cup, I think, would be, Mm -hmm. would be the thing that I would like to go see the most. Um... But I'm going to pick something. I would love to go, just go to Yankee Stadium and see a ball game. Mm-hmm. And I've already been to see the Packers and the Lambo, so. I really like watching basketball live, so I'd like to see more basketball live with my husband. If there was, like, if I could go back in time, it would be the first um, Heat championship. Mm-hmm. So you got Dwayne Wade, you got Bosh, you got LeBron, and you got Ray fucking Allen. Mm-hmm. Ray fucking Allen dropped 23 points. In the Celebrity All-Star game yesterday. Did he really? He still got it, man. Um, I have a basketball question for you. Okay. James Harden. Yes. How do we feel about James Harden? I personally do not like James Harden. Why not? I think he's lazy on defense. Okay. And I think he is selfish, which is why he gets fucking 40 points a game. But because of that, his team wins. Right. He's like... He's like the new Mellow. Okay. And I really didn't like Mellow. I think okay. Mellow's really overrated. So in basketball, compared to hockey, yeah. is it easier to have, like, a star player who isn't really a team player? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, even if someone pads their stats... Mm-hmm the team likely will still win. Right. Because in the end, it's about, you know, the ball going into the net. Yeah. 
So if someone's doing that and they've got hot hands and they're fucking Kobe and they're scoring 81 in a game. Okay. Give them the ball. Yeah. Right? Or if it's James Harden. Yeah. Give him the ball because he's money. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just always find it interesting because I keep seeing stuff about him and like this point streak that he's on and... Mm -hmm. Which is unreal. Like, it seems... Oh, for sure. But at the same time, you know, is it... Like, he's scored 30 points in 31 consecutive games. Mm-hmm. And he's had 22 40-point games. games. Yeah. Except on Wednesday, they lost 121 to 111. To who? Uh, the Timberwolves. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Shit happens. Well, of course. Um, but anyway, it's just it's just one of those things. Because, like, in hockey, you have, like, a Connor McDavid type. But you need the support. But you need the support. Like, he cannot do yeah. it himself. But, like, they call ISO in, in basketball for a reason. It can be very much a one-on-one mm-hmm. sport. And if your offense is so much better than the person that's defending that person, then yeah. it's just going to go that way. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. Because the guys at work, I, when we do talk about basketball, they're not fans of James Harden either. They don't like the way that he plays, for the most part, anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he has to deal with a lot of... <sighs> He's not necessarily vilified as much as Kevin Durant is, mm-hmm. but... I also think that he's not... He doesn't have the personality that media types... Right. Can warm to. Like, he's very much like an MJ where he's just, like, cold and withdrawn and he doesn't like to interact and he can be sarcastic and sassy and, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's his deal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, that's all that we have. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Um, thanks for listening. We appreciate you very much. You can find us... On the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Meg14. You can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbagePowerPod. I had a real good tweet yesterday. Yeah, it kind of blew up a little bit. That while I was eating a burrito, I was like, I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> and just it. screamed fuck nuts a I few was, times. A couple times. It was good. I really appreciated it. <sighs> um, and if you'd like to know what she said, it was, hey, you fuck nuts. The reason the others are sucky is not because of the absolute precious angel that is Yesu Puliyarvi and blaming his inability to see the game as absurd and ignores all the fuck nuts actually responsible for said development. Because I saw Jim Matheson's tweet and I got very upset. Or many of Jim Matheson's tweets, sorry. All of them? Every Ugh. tweet? I was showing Chris and he was like, he has 14,000 tweets. I was like, yeah, he gets he gets paid as a professional writer for this. And he was like, that's too many tweets. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. know. My true. husband who's not on Twitter knows that's too many tweets. It's true. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Big14. Find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. You can find us on Instagram at GarbageFirePodcast. Correct. It's uh, been a little bit. It has been a little bit. You can email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Find us at garbagefirepodcast.com on the interwebs. And? You can hear our stuff on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Google Play. Play. <laughs> As you just said. I was like, what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? Just talk. Quiet. Um, quiet. Yeah, you can do all of those things. And uh, let us know if you downloaded the Hamilton soundtrack and listened to it when Kelsey told you to. Oh my god, and send me just all your fucking questions and yeah. comments and concerns. And swear at her about it. And like, lots. Please. Yeah. yeah. When you listen to Say No to This, get angry and shut it off like I did for an hour because I was so angry at him. 
please mm-hmm. do all those things. Yeah, Enjoy art. Yeah. Uh, unless it's Jackson Pollock, because it's not real. Um, <laughs> and uh, that is... Take that, Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been dead for a really long time, but your art still fucking sucks. Um... That is all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the garbage hut.